Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Come to you, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me once again, as always, are my two co-hosts, Will and Garrett. Guys, it's good to see you. It's been a while. Yes, it has. I know. How are we all doing tonight? Trying to stay Um warm? I'm, yeah, you guys are trying to get warm. I'm I'm trying to get as cooled down as possible because you know we're still in the nineties here. <laughs> so yes, and and we're we're like comfortable today, but we're eventually going to be um, hitting record low temperatures for this Ooh. for this month Ooh. starting tomorrow. So yay, it's all good. Yes, yes. Uh, first of all, before we get started, um, just want to remember. All our War of the Stars family out there in Florida that have been dealing with the hurricane, you guys be safe um, and just uh, we just remembering everybody out there in that part of the country right now. So, yeah. Yep. It was a very scary, scary yeah. thing. Uh, I was just telling definitely. you guys, my daughter's down there. She's in the she was in the center of the of the of the state, you know, near Disney, and it was not. Um, I mean, a little bit pockets of flooding, pockets of debris, but nothing nothing like what they were seeing seeing in Fort Lee or the or the coastal areas. So yeah, yeah. All right. So due to some technical difficulties, we, I guess we weren't able to get our Monday episode in. So we're yeah. making it up, and we're gonna. Have, but but since then, we've had two episodes of Andor. Two episodes of Andor. Uh, first of all, let me just ask you guys. What? How are you guys feeling about the series so far? I'm liking it. Um, it I'm definitely enjoying it far more than I did Book of Boba Fett. Um, I, I keep seeing a lot of people saying that it doesn't feel like really Star Wars, but I, I would disagree that. Oh no! It, I, it, it feels very much like Star Wars, but it feels like I think what they're upset about is that we're not seeing. Uh, we're not seeing the Jedi element. We're not seeing the Sith element. We're not seeing the force being a major aspect of this because we're not dealing with the, the larger scope and the mystical elements. We're dealing with a pocket of resistance mm -hmm. happening um, on this one, this one place. And I'm, I'm, I'm like this, this last episode was a little bit slow going for me. I, I, by this point, you know, cause I would have liked to have seen them, you know, already charging in and, and going into the, uh, the facility, but, uh, that's, I, I, I'm really enjoying it. I like, I'm liking this slow burn build up mm. attention. Um, yeah. and, um, it, it's, the writing is really good. I'm just enjoying seeing, um, new worlds, new characters. I'm just exactly. enjoying seeing, seeing the world expand. The, the universe, the galaxy expand, and occasionally you run past a familiar site, and but 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 for the most part, you're seeing a lot of new things, a lot of new creatures, a lot of new um, new colors of milk. <laughs> in this last episode, I mean, I'm 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 really I'm really with, I'm here for it. I agree, it is a little bit of a slower uh, show. I'm glad it's not an hour long show. I'm glad that it's more of a yeah. 30, 40 minute show. And I think that this is fine, but you know what? I'm, I'm. It's all the complaining. The complaining that I read about or hear about, it's all white noise to me at this point. I've, I've been just at my age. You just kind of go, well, you know, okay. So you just come to expect it. 
So uh, yeah. if this, if this, and yeah, you're right. It doesn't have those things. And yeah, some people really like those things. And, and as I said, time and time again, you know, it's just not going to resonate with everybody. Does it resonate? Now I won't say this. I'm not going to tell you it's my favorite Star Wars show. It's an intriguing Star Wars show. It makes me yeah. think a little more. It, it kind of has a real world element uh, that is, we know that we're hearing about in real life that's kind of being told through a Star Wars backdrop that uh, is a little, I mean, yeah, I think that a lot of the TV shows and movies and stuff had done that stuff like that, but I think this one's a little bit more transparent. So that's kind of where my thinking is, but you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I just, I look forward to the next episode. What can I say? And I've watched every episode twice and not for homework just because I wanted to. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, I, again, I, I see the biggest complaint I've seen um, is like you said, you mentioned that the, you know, it doesn't have the Jedi element. I've also heard that what I'm kind of seeing is like, it's not as fast paced as people would like it to be. It's not pe- the biggest complaint I've heard is like, it's boring. It's boring. It's too slow. Um, I mean, well, d- I mean, uh, look, look, there is, you know, I'm not comparing this to anything else. I'm just using it, using this as a, an example. Um, my first watch of the Godfather film, to me, that was a very, very slow movie. It's a long movie and it's very slow. There are moments of these pockets of intensity, you know, just then followed by, just a slow move but yeah but then you know when you watch it and you hear what they're saying and hear what's going on and hear the conversations you are starting to understand that this is a different type of entertainment this isn't a shoot 'em up popcorn movie style of thing i don't even know if we're going to get that in the next episode because it seems like everything's gearing up to this heist taking yeah. place and maybe we'll get some 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 big action but i wouldn't be shocked if it was minimal you know, if something, yeah, if it was yeah. more subtle or more spy and this espionage. Is, this is more, I, the more I think about it, and especially like, we'll kind of, we can kind of get into character developments too. Um, but the, the main um, guy that was the, and I can't, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm still learning character names now, I, but the, uh, the security, the the guy who was the security force guy. You mean the uh, lieutenant? The lieutenant. The, uh, Cyril um, Karn. Yeah, Cyril Karn. I am getting strong Jean Valjean from Les Miserables. That's kind of the vibe I'm getting from him. I'm getting a real, like, Les Miserables where he's going to be so obsessed with getting this guy. That yeah. that's going to be his his main motivation is so I think they're it seems like they're maybe leaning heavily on like a Les Miserables type of vibe an obsession Especially for those yeah an obsession where he's so obsessed with bringing this guy in and you know especially with the way you saw his mother treating him kind of emasculating him you know you know and <laughs> I know that was funny oh. I- <laughs> I know who you're thinking about, uh, Inspector Javert. Yeah, 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 Jean, not, yeah. Jean, Jean, Jean Valjean. Jean, Jean Valjean. Yeah. No, no. Jean Valjean is the. I is just he, did this musical last year at the high yeah. school. Jean Valjean is the main character that is the. Yeah. 
the the protagonist. So that would be uh, Andor. Inspector Andor. Javert. Yeah, Jean yeah. Valjean is like Andor, <laughs> and Inspector yeah. Javert, Javert is, is uh, Cyril Karn. So. Cyril Karn. The, the funny thing I, I got though from that whole like that interaction and getting to see the architecture of Karn's mother's apartment was very interesting. Like, but like the whole tone of the conversation, like like is. Is this like the inner city Jewish family of the galaxy? I, I kind of got that too. Yeah, it, it sounds like inner city Jewish with a little bit of Italian mafios. <laughs> like, like he's you know, I can call your uncle, call him a few favors. You know, yeah, everything will be, I, everything will be good. <laughs> I mean, it could be. You could call it Jewish. You could call it Irish. You could call it Italian. Um, motherly guilt is motherly the- guilt oh. is universal. Yeah, it's universal, guys. It's universal. Yeah, it, so. is. it is. We all we all um, know. I love seeing the ISB, the Internal Security Bureau, and. Did you guys have a feeling? And I, we're kind of bopping back and forth between the two episodes, but that's yeah. okay. Did you guys have this feeling? I was literally feeling <laughs> bad for her. I was I was feeling like, and the guy that was with her when they were in the room when they're this is in the second episode when they're in the office, and he's like, "I'm not leaving. I'm I'll leave when you leave." You know, like. I'm like, that's like my first, I think, in the history of any Star Wars. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the history of any Star Wars that we have seen on screen, that is among the first time I've ever seen something even resembling compassion between two, and not, you know, between two Imperial people, right? Am I right? I mean, um, yeah. as far as on screen, probably, yeah. The only one that would come that you could sort of come close to is uh, not that you know it's really, and it's not even this. But I was going to say, um, you, General or Admiral Ularin when he was on Clone Wars. You know, there was a you know there was a connection there between him and, but that was still the Republic, so it's it wasn't the same. But uh, yeah, I uh, I was like, wow, these. I mean, I'm actually feeling for these two. You know, like I was like, oh, yeah, this. yeah. I, I like I like that they're they're, you know, even though you know these guys are protagonists and you know we're supposed to be they're supposed to be the bad guy antagonists you know, antagonists. antagonists. You still feel you know they've done a good job of you know especially with the inspector the lieutenant. I mean I don't want to call him inspector. I still got the belt. Yeah, the whole Lemis Rob thing going on. Right. Um, okay. Move on. <laughs> But um, they have done a good job of kind of making you feel sorry for him. You know, you kind of have sympathy for for him because of all the things that have been, you know, going on and dealing with, you know, this overbearing mother and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, but, uh, I think- but, I, but I mean, this is kind of what this show is doing. It's like presenting so many new facets so many new ways to look at all of this mm-hmm. like and, and let's talk about the first episode or, okay. or, or not the first not the first but the you know what i mean the first of the two that we were going to talk about right. um you're talking about the uh, episode where he, now all of a sudden luthan drops cassian off oh, i'm sorry is it clem he goes by clem now yeah. and there's this whole new team you know it's like it's like the rogue one it's like Rogue One half. I mean, here they are, this whole new team of new characters for five, seven new characters, like a, a team of seven hmm. that we've just met for the first time. Even Luthen's not part of it. You know, he's the only one we kind of knew and he left. So we got to get to know this this girl who who's, you know, 
kind of the leader of this this little ragtag crew and there's all these different types of characters and they're posing as shepherds they're going to do this heist and you know they don't and, and and as as it develops into the next episode they don't trust each other there's you know they don't know what they're doing i mean how about how funny when they're asking them i keep bopping back and forth but yeah, when they're no asking fun. cassian about the weight of the thing you know yeah like, he's like you don't you don't know. You don't know how to fly this thing. What would I? What would you have done if I wasn't here? <laughs> yeah, there's. It feels like there's like a whole lot of of like a lack of planning on their part. Like they've got certain things, but like, it's like the nitty gritty details that could make or break their entire operation. Um, it it feels very weird. But one of the things I'm look. One of the things I've noticed about this, especially with like the design of like the clothing that they're wearing the the farming the 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 terrain and everything it feels very much like the look of it feels very much like uh uh pakistani cashmere Mm -hmm. with that mountainous terrain and just that rugged cold climate and i'm like holy cow this is this is feeling like like vibes of some of the things that we've seen in the last 40 years um, you know, happening in the Middle East with, uh, you know, with like various uh, regimes in the Middle East being overthrown and then yeah. new organizations coming in and taking over. Cause like, I mean that not to get myself onto some kind of watch list, but like, that's how like Osama bin Laden got started is that he was, he was given the funding to go against uh, Saddam Hussein. He helped to some extent with, you know, from a, from a, like a guerrilla tactic standpoint and then he became a problem later on. Yeah. Um, but you kind of see, there's kind of that vibe that I'm picking up on. And I, I, for better or for worse, I'm really enjoying that, that, that element because uh, you're seeing people who are local to this area. They're needing that outside help. Yeah. Get rid of an entire Imperial garrison that ultimately those, those Imperials don't even want to be there. No, I know. No. Right. And you, know. you get like, um, I believe it was, uh, it's being filmed in the Scottish Highlands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but again, as you said, we're kind of bopping around. But um, but before you go on, oh. John, I just want to say there's some people in, like, that were leaving comments. I guess our chat's not open. It's like, it's, I guess the... No, the, they're, they're asking about being in... Uh, like to jump in? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, yeah. sorry, guys. We're just, uh, well, maybe that's something. We're, we were just having conversations off air about uh, starting to invite folks in. So keep, keep, uh, keep staying, uh, staying in touch with our podcast. And and I know the uh, uh, Facebook user that is um, our former, one of our former co-hosts actually. Oh, cool. Uh, He was on, he's been on here. So hello. Hello. Is that Uncle Uncle Tony? (laughs) No. Yeah. yeah. Uncle Tony from Andor. That is uh, Leo FX. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry to interrupt though. Sorry. But, no, um, that's okay. It's all right. Uh, anyway, where was I at? Well, just oh. in 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 general, just uh, the you were talking about the the cashmere and and the look of it. And when you think about it, I mean, everything about Star Wars has always found its um, in, influence or its inspiration from real world myth and storytelling. And just things that exist in life, like the old West and the knights, yeah. the knights of the Round Table, and all this, and 
Greek and Roman mythology and everything yeah. else. And it's been tons of that. Well, I mean, you know, we've had 45 years of other things happening in our life, being exposed to other aspects, other cultures, other mm-hmm. things that have for once, well, at once were very foreign to us. And now we're seeing a lot of it on the news and we see a lot of what that looks like. And I think that that is, and it's just a, another thing to get inspired by yeah. and to put that yeah. in there. I do have to say, I, I feel bad for the, for those uh, cattle um, oh, the that, sheep. With, with the sheep. I mean, they already had like four horns and they had to add two more. Yeah. I was like, like four horns aren't enough. <laughs> you had to add, you have to have six horns. Yeah. <laughs> Poor guys are just sitting there. One like, thing really? I, I noticed that kind of got that I noticed is, especially in this, this latest episode was the, the insidious nature of the, of the empire in just how casual they are with with everything. Like, not necessarily the brutality of it, but just the coldness and the, like, disregard for even basic human. Like, when when the um, the ISB guy is going through the town and you see the, the there's basically, it's like a tenement building, an apartment building, and they're like, yeah, we'll just we'll kick all those people out, and that will be your new headquarters. Well, that's and the, the only new... thing. Go on. And the only thing the other the imperial officer cares about is like, oh, can can I have a, a, a title? Can I have this title? I don't care about the money. I just want the title. That's all I care about. You can wear a ball gown for all. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, but just that like casualness of like not even caring that that's going to displace you know I mean maybe you know dozens of people maybe maybe even the hundreds of people in that uh, apartment complex or tenement building, but just because it looked nice, it looked imposing, like, okay, that will be your, that'll be your office. Mm-hmm. And even with the, um, the, um, the, the, again, I'm horrible with character names. So you guys will have to help me out. Um, the, the, uh, the guy that's in the uh, Andor's group. Uh, oh, he's talking um... What he's talking the axe, about the axe forgets and the tree, but the tree remembers. Remember, yeah, talking about his his brother. Yeah, Arvel Skeen, his name is. Yeah, uh, losing his losing his uh, his his brother to the Empire. Yeah, that was and, a that was a tough that scene and the scene early on when he was looking at the tattoos. The tattoo yeah. being a, I didn't realize it at first that it was a barcode. Yeah, you know, yeah. like like for scanning. Yeah. So no, they, I mean, I'm, I'm, my only, my only, um, I don't want to say criticism because I'm not. I just, you know, criticism implies that I wasn't happy with the episode, and I really wasn't. I really enjoyed it, but um, I felt like we were getting stories from everyone, but the one it seemed like the one girl, um, her name, her character name is Sinta Kaz, or um, yeah, she she was like the one of the the whole uh, her and. Uh, and the 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 black guy that was that was not Lieutenant Gorn, Terraman. Terraman, thank you. Yeah, like those two, I felt weren't getting like their moments. Where, you know, the boy, the young boy, was going all about his manifesto, and of course, um, you know, Arvel was mean, doing, doing question, his thing. Question: What what do you think of the over under that that kid is not going to make it out? Um, he's the one. He's I'm the sorry. one that's talking the most. That's the most. That's the most. I think he's going to be the sacrificial lamb that will get Andor to be like, 
Yeah, I don't think I don't think he'll make it out. No, well, I don't think he will either. <laughs> I was on board with him not making it out. Like that was my thought last week. Now I'm thinking none of them are going to make it out. <laughs> I, you know, except for and Andor has to say Andor is going to make it out. But I mean, everyone else, you know, again, it's one of the maybe. I mean, I could be wrong, or maybe maybe some will, some won't. But I, I have a feeling that this, you know, I don't know if this is going to be a complete fail. You know, I could see this being a complete fail, and and again, this is not a this is not a hope or an expectation, just a, a way that the story could go. That it could be a complete fail, and it affects you know somehow Cassian's got to get off world. Um, then he got maybe he goes into hiding, and then he got Mon Mothma who throws Luthen under the bus, and then yeah. Luthen escapes, and then maybe he he you know he starts turning on, and that's when he goes after finding Saw Gerrera. I could yeah. see that kind of where it goes, but well, let's talk about Mon Mothma. I mean, we've seen poor Mon Mothma. You know, I mean, I never, I didn't even stop to think that in all the time we've seen Mon Mothma that she would be married with a kid. Yeah, and, and, and you know, you, a teenager, a teenager, a teenager, and having to pull that 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 kind of balancing act of, you know, I mean, she you can tell she's not she doesn't trust her husband. No, not like, at all. No, should like, she? It makes me makes me wonder if this wasn't a a marriage of convenience and a marriage of an alliance of some sort of like maybe an old school medieval type of where marriage. She arranged marriage where it's not because you can tell it doesn't seem like it's a happy marriage. Well, no, I mean I I agree with that, but I think, but I would not be. I mean, it could you could be very true. It could be right, but I also think that. The reason for the unhappy marriage simply could be is that you know, when all you got to remember, when everybody's young and they get married, you know, life is full of promise, and you yeah. got to remember that the New Republic became the Empire, and all this time, you know, there was a you know, young Mon Mothma was kind of slowly seeing it happen, and you know, maybe that's when you know she's married to this guy, and politically, their thoughts and ideals went into two different direction yeah, yeah. And, and it could it could be that me. it seems like like her husband is one of the ones that is benefiting from the empire right he's benefiting and, from what's going on and so and you know he seems like he's one that definitely likes to live the the high life right likes to live the luxurious life and so yeah matter. he wants he wants to have the pockets lined yeah, you know he's like uh, going back to Obi Wan. He's like uh, Brea Organa's brother, you know the, the 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 one who comes in as like I, I come I came here to I don't hear I come here to eat your food, Bale. I don't want to you know save your bleeding heart for the Senate or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's and it's just you know one of these things where and, and they tolerate each other, but they have to keep their they have, but but Mon Mothma has to keep her what what she's planning and what she's really trying to do this this mm -hmm. rebellion she got to keep yeah. that under wraps she got to make Every, sure that everyone's putting on on mask and everyone seems to be playing this you know from mon mothma to um yeah everyone just kind of playing this this mask putting on oh this yeah mask. i mean it's all it's all you know just duplicit, duplicit, duplicitous. I can't say the duplicitous, word. Duplicitous, yeah. Yeah. Well, and one of the things I'm really liking about that scene, I mean, we get that short little bit of 
of dialogue between Mon Mothma and her daughter, but mm. this is the first time that that a character, uh, in, at least in the live action, uh, has been not just referenced from the expanded literature, uh, from the expanded universe that's no, that was considered no longer canon when Disney bought it out. Um, they're they're bringing her in to i mean they made some tweaks they made her a little bit older and the attitude's a little bit different but they brought her in from that expanded literature and uh and and i mean like we've seen thrawn you know brought into animation and he's been name dropped in in mandalorian season two but uh, you know here we get this opportunity to to see a character brought into a live action sequence um and uh they're made officially canon now Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Let's yeah. talk about Lieutenant Gorn. Mm. The the you know the the lieutenant the Imperial Lieutenant Gorn. So yeah. who's basically going who's who's basically a, a traitor. Well, well, now, I have I have a question. Was that like a little not not dig, but was that like a little shout out to Star Trek there, naming him Lieutenant Gorn? I, I would be wouldn't be shocked if it wasn't. I mean, or if it was. I mean, it's you know, how often do you hear that name, right? So, I've got a, I've but, got an elf character in one of my books named Gorn, and completely different, not a reptile. Okay. But, uh, well, neither is that. Neither, neither is, is Lieutenant Gorn. that we know of. Uh oh, spoiler. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> he could be Trandishan. Oh. There you go. Oh, yeah. No, so they, uh, so, but that character, you know, um, I love how, how he's playing it. I love how he's, he's, his main mission is to get the place where they have to do the, do the heist emptied. So skeletal, minimal crew, but he does it in a, in such a way that he's not going to do it. And they're all wishing because they want to see that thing in the sky. And, you know, he's about to not let him do it. And then they kind of beg him and he's like, all right, fine. You know, but you you make sure the men know why you know that I let them do that or whatever. And in the meantime, that's that's his whole plan all along. So you know, I think that's brilliant. Yeah. And then, and I, I wish they would they went into a little more detail about how he fell in love with this woman, this local, and like oh my goodness, you know, they may they may actually bring that in because uh, I mean, yeah, we got we got the backstory from from these rebels, but like this this particular. This character is—it's it, a very interesting uh, the way he's written. I have a feeling that he and Andor are going to have a—they're going to like have some kind of run-in in the facility, mm. and they may have like a, a conversation. It feels like that's the kind of like the direction the writing may go. I could be completely off base on this, but I'm—I'm I'm really anticipating something along those lines where he—he he kind of helps solidify some things for Andor. And um, and then you know you know little manifesto kid gets you know blown away. Now, right. What about the? I was just thinking about this. There's always anytime you have this type of you know thing, it seems like and it's kind of it maybe too cliche. Maybe they go away from this, but where there's a traitor in the mix, there's someone that will try to betray them, and that's what maybe gets all of them. And if so, who would be the most likely to be the traitor? Well, Skeen is like Skeen is set up to be like the 
the like kind of the ringer for that, like from a writing perspective. Yeah. Because like he's got this 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 major obsession with trying to destroy the empire uh, because of what it did to his family. Yeah. And that and that could all be a, a cover. Um and maybe he actually is like a double agent working for the Empire trying to trying to bring these rebels in because they've been having issues with mm-hmm. them in the past. <clears throat> My other thought would be Terraman would be that individual. And the reason being is because like he's going through all like he knows he like he knows drills. He he's paid attention to like their movements and and maybe that could just be from you know a lot of a lot of days and weeks and months of spying on the Imperials and how they do business as usual, but having him do that, but like if he's paying attention to that, he's going to pay attention to how, you know, people operate with their dominant hand and how, and what would be more strategically advantageous. Yeah. And so it could be like, maybe he's deliberately trying to sabotage it in very small minor ways that would get them caught. Um, or, you know, maybe it, maybe again, that's a red herring and we're just, we're being told to do that or, or that we're being yeah. told to focus on that as it's a potential for an issue. Um, but yeah, the other thing I was thinking about is I don't think I've ever recalled in any point in a live action or animation where you see any left-handed stormtroopers. Hmm. And it's it wasn't uncommon, especially in the in certain past militaries, where people were forced, people who were left-handed were forced to use their right hand uh, because of because it was the norm, because it was required, because it it brought uniformity. Yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if there's going to be. Uh, a spy, um, or I should say, a double agent. Um, uh, the only reason I say that is because more, my thinking is taking me to say, first of all, there's been so much like distrust going into this mm-hmm. that you know, and it was already I knew it. There were already there were already a few of those, you know, and I just I don't know if that makes sense. Plus, I think um, um, Cassie and it, like you just said, he is so observant that I would imagine yeah. that um, I, I think it's less about having that happen and more about plus those shepherds i mean like posing as shepherds for months and months and months that's that's really playing the long game which i guess could happen but um i'm not saying that it would be a bad idea if it did just um i feel like cassian would put the, the way cassian's kind of on high alert i feel like he'd pick up on it but i do see somebody screwing up you know i do see someone not doing it right i mean they like we said earlier they are all just kind of flying, flying on the wing in a prayer yeah. You know, so yeah. we shall see. I think it's interesting that when um, Luthen bought Andor in to join this and the the leader was, you know, so hesitant, like, you know, saying like, you know, this is this you're springing on this, this new, you know, we, we can't afford to bring this new guy in. Um, you know, you know, we're not prepared for it. Um, but then you turn around and uh, when Luthen is having that conversation with Mon Mothma and Mon Mothma says, I want to bring somebody else in the circle. And Luthen has the same complaint. Like we can't bring this new guy in. We can't bring this new guy in. I thought that was interesting, kind of a dichotomy, how they're 
you know, he's complaining about and worried about the same thing that he just did to the to this rebel cell uh, of bringing somebody new in. And right. I'm wondering who that new person could be that Mom Mothma is wanting to bring in. Could it be Bela? Is she wanting to bring Bela in? Bail Organa, you mean? Bail, yeah, Bail. Is she wanting to bring Bail in fully? Um, I... You know, could it be someone that we haven't met met yet? I mean, I, mean, I new... think I think it could go either way. I think it could go. You could bring in Bail Organa. You could bring in. Uh, can we bring uh, in? I mean, could, you could bring we... in Leia. I mean, Leia was by the time yeah. this is this is not a uh, little ten year old Leia. Yeah, you know, this, is, this is five, five years. Yeah, this is five years later than that, or five even years more. Later, so, yeah. so this is a fifteen year old. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, um, could we could we be bringing in somebody from? I mean, that we haven't seen yet. Maybe maybe bringing in someone from the from the expanded universe. My my thought at this point is maybe she because of Mon Mothma's experiences during the Clone Wars. Um, maybe perhaps we're seeing. Um, maybe she's wanting to bring in Saw Gerrera. I would. Yeah, we know Saw's coming. Saw's coming. So. Yeah. Yeah. That would make for a, a it, it would be an or, a very organic way of, of, of bringing the character in because we don't have to worry about anybody new that we haven't seen or we didn't we don't know is on the cast, um, and we'd be able to. It, it would make sense because uh, maybe you know Saul's got a, a, a reputation as being kind of he's really brash. He makes bold decisions in the way he he fights. Um, he he shows no quarter. He's really brutal in some of the things that he does, and he's yeah. incredibly paranoid. He's a loose cannon mm. for for the Rebel Alliance. Well, which yeah. they which they eventually distance themselves from him because yeah. of that. Exactly, and it right. would help no. build the history uh, that we see for for Cassian in uh, uh, in Rogue One, where he, he like, even he was like, I don't know if we should go looking for Saw Gerrera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The um, uh, just on a side note, I just have to say though, speaking of Saul Guerrero, those partisan X wings just look so cool. I love the design. Of the part, the the black partisan X wings are. Oh oh cool. oh! We just saw them in. A, we haven't seen them yet, have we? No, not yet. But I was yeah. saying, like when we see them in um, um, Rogue One, and then you see you see them again at the. Uh, uh, some of the trailers already, but yeah, they're just really cool looking. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, you know, the 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 imagery is very is a lot more subdued in this one, mm-hmm. in this show. Um, and and I'm good. And again, I'm there for that. I think we've had enough, um, you know, in your face imagery and Easter eggs and things like this. And there's the, there's definitely Easter eggs, but they're just a little bit more subtle. And yeah. I think that that's absolutely fine. I have no uh, well, idea. even even I mean, yeah, it's cool to hear the mention of of planets. Right, you right. Know, you hear the mention of I think um, a couple episodes ago, you saw the mention of Scarif. Yep, that was uh, the the guy with the with the is the two ISB. Yeah, they talk, yeah, talking about, about that they're moving moving stuff, and of course, Star Wars fans are all going, "Oh, I know what's going on there." Yep, uh, they mentioned Hoskin Prime. Yeah. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. With- I think that's where. I think that might be where um, the inspector guy, kid, not inspector, you know, the Javert wannabe, 
um, is uh, C- C- Cyril or Cyril Karn. Cyril Karn. I think Cyril that's Karn. where he lives. I thought mm. it's, I don't know if it was said it or if somebody was guessing it on a, on a YouTube channel. I don't know. But I thought that that was what, what I thought it was Coruscant, but it might actually be Hosni and Prime, which kind of has the same kind of build. Yeah, so. I, th- I think he's on, it looks like he's on um, Coruscant. I think he's on Coruscant. Oh, okay. Well, I think so. Yeah, because so far the only like real major, you know, uh, urban landscape that we have seen with the exception of um, the the uh, the plan that we were on before yeah. at the very beginning, uh, this is the really the uh, the only real major urban landscape we've seen has been uh, Coruscant, which is you know behind me. Yeah, <laughs> Imperial Center. Yay! <laughs> yeah. So, um, but so other thing, any other things that anybody want to point out? Any other um, interesting tidbits? One of the things I thought was very interesting, because um, I can't remember if this was episode three or episode four, um, was when we got that look inside of Luthen's shop. Yeah. Um, that, that was really cool. But I, like, and going back to the idea of Easter eggs, there's a ton of stuff in there. Yeah. That, like, unless oh, you're yeah, the- looking for, you're not like, there's some like, uh, there looks like some Mando armor um, at, at one corner, but there in the very back, there's a set of armor that looks very much like um, Star Killer, Star Killer's uh, uh, Sith um, assassin armor from uh, the Force Awa- the Force Unleashed. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people noticed that. Uh, one person noticed they. Um, in fact, he missed. He said he missed it the first time. You know, someone pointed out there are several relics that are kind of off to the side that show different hands and they are directly from rebels um with the the mural of the um if you've watched the clone wars uh, yeah the father, um, the father the daughter oh the right 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 and if you move the hands and open the portal to the world between worlds and they've got uh stone carvings of pieces of that in yes. his shop they um there was also the Sankara stones, yeah. From yeah, Indiana Jones, I, I I didn't catch that right away. I somebody I had a, I, I somebody else pointed it out, and I went, oh yeah, look at that. They're the Sankara stones. Yeah, you know. I'm so. loving. I'm just loving the the lived in feel of yeah. this show. Like it feel even like the 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 town that they were in. Like I, I even said this at the beginning. You know, you get the feeling of a of a world under occupation. Right. You know, even even though we you know we, we haven't seen a stormtrooper yet, right? No, we've, seen, yeah. we've seen it. We've seen imperial imperial officers. We've seen imperial ISB officers, uh, security, but we haven't seen a stormtrooper yet. But yet, you still, even without the stormtroopers there, even without the imperials there, yeah, you, know, you got the feeling of just the heaviness of these right. people living in the under occupation and the. I mean, the. The, what's the word I'm looking for? The oppression, you know, the oppression, you're, you're, but also how just paranoid even the average citizen was. Of was was my neighbor spying on me? You know, right? Do I need to do I need to say something about him before he says something about me? Yeah, right. trust everyone has. Nobody trusts anybody, and you even see that with the rebels, with this rebel yeah. cell. And I love how. The this idea, and you got the idea that 
whatever they, whatever, you know, Luthen leaves him on the planet and she tells him, you know, it's like, you don't mention him at all. Yeah. From now on, when you go and I was, I was realizing, well, that would be smart. That's what a rebel cell would do. They'd want to, you know, ha- have as much distance and mm-hmm. only a few people would know who's bankrolling. So in case something happens, he right. doesn't get, you know, and all these cells, you know, this reminds me, you know, of, you know, you can see like the ghost, um, the ghost crew from uh-huh. Rebels. It's the same kind of thing where it's like you have this small little group that's being bankrolled or being, you know, given orders from another another person that's over here, but that's separate from them. Right. You know, yeah. each of these, of these things until Mon Mothma kind of brings them all together and says, okay, we need to fight them you know more straight up right we have, we have to avoid having pockets of fermenting pockets which it's that was a great line pockets, pockets of fermenting. fermenting oh my god that was so funny uh, um yeah i mean it, it is I'm, I'm very curious to see where this is going to go like what mm-hmm. how this is going to play out even just like for this season versus next season you know what i mean yeah. I, I i understand you know, the kind of story they're trying to tell. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to what, what, where, where they go, yeah. where they go next. Um, it's not like a, uh, it's not the same kind of feeling I had with uh, Obi-Wan or with Mandalorian, but that's okay because, yeah. you know, we also have another Mandalorian season coming along with Bad Batch, along with Tales of the Jedi, along with, uh, Ahsoka, and you know, there's just so much on the plate. There is, there is. So I'm, I'm, I'm good. For, I'm here for this kind of story. I'm here to see where the intrigue goes. It did feel this episode felt like, um, you know, you to put to to, to put my musical uh, stuff to work here. It, it, it did seem basically like a uh, an episode length <clears throat> version of the song tonight from West Side Story, which is like. Exactly, you know, they, they're basically all singing about tonight, tonight, there'll be just any night. Yeah, it's, kind of, like, it's like leading up. Interlude. Or back to Les Mis, the one day more, you know, like, you know, here's what's, they're all gearing up for what's going to happen tomorrow. And you got everybody yeah. like getting ready for it. You got Luthen kind of, you know, nervously double checking everything to make sure that everything's going to go to plan. He's nervous about it. You got all these people that are having, they're getting the day before jitters and all this other stuff. So it's so interesting. And then we'll see on, I guess, Wednesday, yes. what, what it will be. So how many right. more episodes are supposed to be left in the season? Uh, 12 episodes total. And what was the six, five? This was five, right? This is five. Yeah, five. We still have seven episodes left. We still right have now. seven episodes. It's, Holy it feels cow. to me like we're going to get another kind of, we'll get, we'll get a big kind of thing happening tomorrow, up uh, tomorrow, next episode. Followed yeah. by a lead up to another thing, maybe a third one, meaning like kind of things that kind of gear up and, and build towards something. And mm-hmm. then there's a little lull and we kind of set up some more exposition and build up to another one. Uh, I could see either one of those happening, um, but I'm pretty sure that tomorrow or not tomorrow. I keep saying tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, mm-hmm. it's going to, it's going to be, um, there's going to be yeah. a, a, a little bit more high speed, for for those who uh, have been complaining about that, I would I would say tune in. I think I'm guessing that there'll be a little bit more action happening. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. 
All right. All right. Um, so overall, I mean, what would your, so far, what you, would your grade be um, for, for and for and or so far as we're kind of we're kind of getting to almost the midway mark of the season of the season i i'd say i'm somewhere i'm kind of somewhere on a borderline between b plus and a minus just same letter grade same because i mean like yeah like pace started off really good and then like the last like halfway through episode four going into episode five it slowed down um and like I'm, I'm trying to like that kind of th- that that change in velocity just kind of threw me off guard. Yeah, yeah, I'd say the same thing. A good a, a B a B plus would be a good. Um... Yeah, I, I I would go with there B plus A minus somewhere around there. I, I like to I mean to me to give us to give a grade as a teacher I would never give a grade for a half done project. I, I'd want I'd want to see where this goes first, at least the first season. Yes. Um, before before I even really felt comfortable giving a giving a grade, but yeah. so far, you know, if you know to further the uh, to further the analogy, you know, the work that they're doing, you know, you have to show your work, and the work that they're showing, I think, is really good. So yeah. Um. Uh, right. We put I put a poll up on our Twitter page, um, at where the stars one. Asking people what they thought of and or so far, and I put the uh, uh, it's boring, best or best Star Wars show yet. It's good, it's really good, or it's all right. And right now, sixteen uh, percent say it's boring. Thirty-eight point nine percent say uh, it's a tie for thirty-eight point nine percent for for the for number one between. It's the best show yet, and it's good. And five percent say it's all right. So okay. I think most people, most I think most people are liking it. Um, it seems like so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, um, well, why don't you tell the people out there in Star Wars land and internet <laughs> world where they can find you at? Okay, you can always find me on YouTube with Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing Show. It's a collecting. Uh, Star Wars love letter to channel and uh, I usually drop episodes on Sundays and Wednesdays but I'm starting to experiment with some of these shorter episodes or just those YouTube shorts um, so you can check me out there uh, on Instagram and Twitter at Darth Tuba and you can email me DarthTuba77 at gmail.com and uh, Garrett where can people find you at? You guys can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at GKJ underscore publishing. Uh, I, my, the fifth season of my uh, series, the right way is on YouTube Uh, search for GKJ publishing. I've got a great uh, new top 10 list dropping tomorrow uh, at 9am Pacific standard time. Uh, Author uh, Canadian author, Brad Dunn is going to be giving, he's coming on as a guest host to provide his, uh, top 10 personal book recommendations. And then, um, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it at this point. All right. And as for us right here, you can get a hold of us as always by emailing us at war of the stars one at gmail.com. There's also our Twitter handle, as I mentioned, at war of the stars one, uh, check us out. We do polls there quite a bit. 
um, other fun stuff. Uh, also, check out our Facebook page. We are live every week on Facebook. Go to Facebook Live. Just search for War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, and join the Facebook group. Uh, as always, remember we are part of the Red 5 Network. Go to red5network.com for more information. If you want to support the show, uh, patreon.com forward slash war of the stars. Also, check out our Spreadshirt shop. Uh, link is in our description on our Twitter page. And I believe it's also on the front of our uh, Facebook group. Uh, we got cool shirts there. Check it out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, oh, also, remember, if you're not able to catch us live, you can check us out wherever podcasts are heard. Just search War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast, wherever you listen to spot, wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Anchor.fm. We're on Apple Podcast. You name it, we are there. With that being said, uh, we'll be back next week. Uh, I'm not sure when. We probably will be back next Monday um, just to kind of get everything back to a normal recording schedule. So, um, yeah. Okay. Right. Well, with that being said, remember, this is not just my Star Wars. This is not just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Till the spires, everyone.